This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Indeed, time for another kick at the can. Just after 4 o'clock here, you have time, lots of time to call in and ask Leora a question about your employment, your severance, your workplace rights. Bring it on, ready to take it, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. This show is about employment law, exactly that, your workplace rights. You want to know about it, I guarantee there's information on the show you haven't heard before, but it will serve you proper and serve you right moving forward for the next, oh, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 years of your working career, so it's always good to uh, tune in, ask some questions if you don't know the answers or you've been scratching your head for some time just dying to find out exactly what this paper in front of you means or what this job employment means it is here all the answers are here to be answered on the phone calls and emails as well that is help at employmenthour.com leor we start every show with the week that was how are you brother Hey, good, John. Thank you very much. I'm uh, revved up and ready to go here uh, talking about employment law and workplace rights. And, you know, listen, John, everyone has a question about yeah. uh, their their work. Some people don't necessarily have problems, but they have questions. By the way, that makes me a pretty popular guy at parties. You know, as soon as someone hears I'm, I'm an employment <laughs> lawyer, immediately, well, I have a question for you. Well, if you're like that, if you have a question, uh, you don't have to attend the party. You can call the show right now. Let's talk about that. Ask me anything about your job, what your boss is doing, not doing, saying, whether you lost your job or worried about that over time. Let's bring it on here. And, and I always like to say that by you asking me questions and me giving, an, giving getting an opportunity to help you, we're also going to help other people that are listening right now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're going to give you also my number uh, to call me at the office uh, as well so that if you want to talk privately and more in-depth, we'll give you that chance as well. I'm always happy. I'm only here on the radio once a week, but I'm in my office the rest of the time helping people with, with their workplace rights. And as John said, the week that was where I talk about a couple of situations that came across my desk over the past few days. First situation I'll tell you about involved a lady who had sent me an email, actually. She emailed me at uh, help at employmenthour.com. And she told me about how she, when she was let go, she felt that it was very unfair. She got some negative performance reviews. She explained to me why she felt that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that she really thought that the, the company was uh, coming up with an excuse to save some money. And, and that really the whole, uh, the whole way that they let her go, they were dishonest with her. She felt very bad about that. Now, uh, they let her go, and, and she wanted to know, is that right? So I wrote her back, and I said, unfortunately, from a legal standpoint, they can let you go even if they're not doing it right. They can let you go even if they're not necessarily honest about the reason, but they have to pay you proper severance. Right. So I told her, ultimately, if, if they kind of screwed up and dropped the ball on the termination itself, the law forgives that as long as they pay you your full severance. And I encourage you to call me to talk about that severance. Well, I hadn't heard from her for in, in a couple of days, so I followed up with her with an email. And I said, just wanted to make sure that, that you're all good on this. She said, yeah, no, I'm all good. Thank you for explaining. I signed off on my severance package, and uh, and, and everything's fine. So immediately said, holy cow, well, what do you mean you signed off on a severance package? And I emailed with her a couple of times, John. It turns out that this lady had worked for the company for three years. Uh, she was an, uh, an office manager. And when she was let go, she was offered four weeks pay, four weeks pay. And she yeah. thought that was fine. Well, John, she was out about six months pay. And and it was almost heartbreaking to have to tell her that. she When, when I answered her question, she kind of got what she thought she needed, that the termination was otherwise fine. 
and didn't think beyond that. So I really wanted to bring this up because this, this lady was one of many people that uh, focus on the reasons for the termination, on the process of termination, rather than focusing on what the law can do, which is to ensure you get proper severance. For her, she accepted, without me having a chance to, to help her, four weeks pay instead of the six months pay that she was owed. So please, if you're out there and if you lost your job and, and I know you're upset and I know you're probably frightened about what's next, that is natural. But you have to take a step back and think about the severance package, that offer letter, because yeah. that's so important. It's what you need now to support your family. It's the money that you're going to uh, have to carry you through uh, while you're finding and looking for another job. So don't be like this person who, unfortunately, without realizing it, accepted probably $40,000 less than what she was actually owed. Please don't let that happen to you. If you have a question, if you're not sure, call me. Ultimately, the severance is what matters, John. The number to get a hold of Lior and the firm, 604-283-3123. That is the number, help at employmenthour.com. What else you got going on? I resolved this week a matter for a gentleman who had worked for a company for about five years as a salesperson. Uh, no problem. Everything was fine. Well, about five years into his employment, the company says, well, we want to change everyone now into independent contractors. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, you know we're going to change a bit of your compensation, change you into an independent contractor. This person and his other colleagues agreed, and they became independent contractors, did the same job, and worked for another two and a half years. Well, fast forward to the end of that period, the company lets them go. And they say, okay, we're going to let you go, and because you're an independent contractor, we don't have to pay you any severance. Uh, and, and that's when this gentleman says, well, wait a second, is that right? And he calls me. And of course, John, the answer was that's not right at all. He was an employee the whole time. You can't just, you know, turn off a, a switch and, and switch from a, an employee to an independent contractor. If he was an employee for the first five years, that he was an employee for the last two and a half as well. So this is such a great example, John, of, of employees getting misclassified. If you look like an employee and act like an employee, you are an employee. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. It doesn't matter what the company calls you. It doesn't matter who withholds taxes. It doesn't matter if you have your own company. It matters what you actually do. If you work for a company, regular hours, uh, consistently for a period of time, you are an employee. That means if you let go, you get severance. So for this person, I just resolved his matter. He got eight months severance at the end of the day. He was offered nothing to begin with. Uh, so if that happens to you and your company says you don't get anything because you're an independent contractor, guess what? You probably are not an independent contractor. You give me a call. We can resolve it. The law really does help you in those situations, John. And you always say, you know, if you if you think there might be some discre- uh, discrepancy, chances are you're not. Because people who are independent contractors, i.e. plumbers, contractors, they know they're independent contractors already. Well, yeah, exactly. If, if you're, uh, you're having a, a problem and you're calling, uh, I don't know, an exterminator or a plumber, that plumber, yeah. when he's done working in your house, not thinking, wait a second, uh, was I John's uh, employee? No, they know because they're in, in, in business for themselves. So if you're wondering, am I really an employee or a contractor? Let, let me give you a spoiler alert. You are an employee. All right, you're an employee, and that means you get severance. That means if that position comes to an end, the company can't rely on misclassifying you to say that now all of a sudden you don't get severance. Call me if that ever happens to you. I'll take care of it. 
604-280-9898 or star 9898 to call into the show tonight right till 5 o'clock. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you, you know, I mean, you did some quick math there. You told people well, how much severance they got. You just didn't pull those numbers out of thin air. It's the severance pay calculator, something everybody can use, yeah? Yeah, so so those numbers come come out from what the law says. You know, our courts over the yeah. past 150 years have decided what people get when they lose their job. And again, another spoiler alert, it's not a week's pay per year of service. It's a yep. lot more than that. Well, I, I know what those figures are because I'm an employment lawyer. Pretty much all employment lawyers do. But I wanted everyone to have access to that same information. I wanted someone that's in that shock now that they lost their job and looking at that severance letter to still be able to find out immediately how much severance they are actually owed. So I created the severance calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. It's free. It's anonymous. It's easy to use. There's no strings attached. You don't have to put in your name or the company's name. You just go to severancepaycalculator.com. You answer three simple questions and you find out exactly what you are owed. Maybe you haven't lost your job, but you're curious or worried. Maybe your friend lost their job or your mother or your father. Severancepaycalculator.com is the place to go. Uh, It's going to help you uh, avoid those situations where you sign off on a package and you realize down the road that was a bad mistake. And this thing is wickedly accurate. What's, What's the last number we're at as far as people that have used this thing since you created it? Over 400,000 people, yeah. John, have used it successfully. At some point, I'm going to be announcing uh, you know, that it's 500,000, half a million people. That's incredible. I'm very yeah. proud of it. So if you're uh, not sure, if you think you know how much severance is, trust me, you don't. Severancepaycalculator.com. Jerry, I see you hanging on the line. Stay there for just but a minute. We're going to take our first break. In the meantime, lots of phone lines are open for you to call in, ask a question, get something answered. This is the hour you want to do it. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We're just getting warmed up. This is the Employment Hour right here on 980 CKNW. That is the number indeed, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You want to call through, ask Leora a question, get it answered. This is the key hour to do it, the time to do it. Hey, Jerry, thanks for hanging in, pal. How are you? No problem. How are Leora and John? It's a great show. Hey, I just thanks. want to ask you a question. A year and yep. a half, uh, I worked for an independent uh, contractor in the sales, and he was a builder of homes. I was let go about a year and a half uh, from him. Uh, do I have recourse for uh, severance pay? So, so was he treating you as an independent contractor, uh, or were you an employee? Yes, as an in, yes. Okay, and, and for so you I worked for him for his, a year and a half. Yeah, I was working under his name though. Okay, for for a year and a half. Yes, and I had to and ex- and exclusively for him, only for him, or were you working for other places as well? Uh, I was working for another uh, realtor. So okay, I was actually working for two guys. And how much of your time, how many hours a week would you work for this guy? Uh, we're probably looking, Lira, uh, probably about uh, 20 hours a week. All right. And uh, were you were you working uh, on the road, from home, from an office? From home and on the road. Okay. And uh, when he let you go, did he give you any compensation, any severance? No. It was just so you're likely... Jerry, what we call a dependent contractor. A dependent contractor, someone that's not quite an employee, but because they get so much of their compensation from one uh, company, they're actually still owed the same severance as an employee. So you were working for a year and a half uh, in a sales role, Jerry. How old are you? Uh, 53. Okay, and what was your compensation? What were you earning from this guy approximately? Uh, Probably about 40,000. Okay, so someone in your situation would be looking about three, potentially as much as four months of compensation. 
so three to four months compensation. You know, so if you're you're making I don't know three thirty five hundred bucks a month as an example, Roughly. then you know we can calculate what three to four months is worth. Uh, how long ago was this? A year and a half? No, this was last year, but I meant that I worked for him for a year and a half. Perfect. Well, the good news is, Jerry, because this is last year, you still have time to do to deal with this. There's a two-year limitation period. So, yes, you are owed compensation, and it's a very good call that you made. So what I want to do, Jerry, is I want to connect with you off air. Uh, John here is going to give you the number, and let's yep. you and I chat and, and go over this in a bit more detail. But, yeah, yep. you, you'd be owed anywhere from three to four months' pay. Yeah, okay, no, that sounds great. And the thing is that uh, you could do the, all the, the work and stuff like that through your firm, I gather, right? Well, exactly. That's what we do for a living, my friend. I'm only here on the radio once a okay, week, but the rest brother. of the time, I'm, I'm, I'm there glad working. I tuned in. Yeah, I'm glad I tuned in. <laughs> and thanks for helping out the people out there. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry, appreciate that. See, that's another facet is, is the dependent contractor that we're going to talk about after the break. Give me some details on that. Yeah, a dependent contractor, John, is someone that's in between an employee and an independent contractor. So we know what an employee is, and an independent contractor is, you know, your plumber, for example. A dependent contractor is someone that, not quite an employee, works for more than one company and, and is essentially in business for her, him or herself. But because they're so dependent financially on a particular company, then they still owed our owed severance if the company decides to end the relationship with them. So a dependent contractor gets essentially the same severance as an employee. So this particular person, Jerry, they just called us. So he had worked, uh, he said, uh, for a year and a half, but not just exclusively. He worked half his time for this company, and, and he made you know good money, etc. So he's a dependent contractor, and when he was let go a year and a half in, he was owed severance, and for him, three to four months pay. So it was a good call that he made. I'm actually, I'm actually surprised, and it's a, it's a positive thing for Jerry the fact that he's not a, a, you know, an employee, but he's still a dependent contractor. There's some leeway there, but yet he gets the same amount of severance. I'm shocked at that. It is, it is exactly that, and because the law recognizes that if you're gonna lose your position, it's still gonna be, you know, financially disastrous. If a company that you depend on financially lets you go, it's a huge problem. So to alleviate that problem, that's where the severance comes in. Uh, and the law recognizes that, and, and it's not controversial. So someone like Jerry is a, the ideal, perfect case for a dependent contractor. That right there is how we roll as far as phone calls on this show. It's always good information to get inside your head. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. you got till uh, 5 o'clock, give or take, to give us a call and get uh, your questions answered by Lior. We often talk about this on the show as well. That's uh, the duty to accommodate. What is the duty to accommodate? Well, John, the duty to accommodate is probably one of the most fundamental aspects of employment law. It's one of those things that uh, everyone needs to know, and and it has to do with our human rights uh, legislation. Under human rights law, everyone has a right, if there's a reason, to be accommodated. So we see that oftentimes when it comes to a disability. So if you have a disability, and that means that you can't work the way you have, well, your employer has to accommodate. That may mean finding you a different job, uh, reducing your hours, modified duties, letting you work from home, etc., it doesn't just have to do with disability. It could be for religious reasons. Maybe the duty to accommodate means that if you have to be uh, at the synagogue at a certain time on Friday, well, your company may have to let you, let you go a bit early as part of the accommodation so that you can do that. Or maybe you have some childcare obligations and you need some flexibility from your employer. Well, the duty to accommodate says if you're in a family sta- relationship and because of that there are certain obligations you have to meet, the company has to accommodate. So it's one of the most important duties that an employer has, 
And if the employer breaches that duty, then that's a human rights violation. That's illegal. So an employer has a duty to accommodate. An employee has a right in many cases to demand that accommodation from the employer. And when the employer doesn't do that, well, the law does come down fairly hard on the employer. Who has the right to be accommodated, that is? Well, John, everyone working has a right to be accommodated as long as the accommodation has to do with what we call a protected right. So you don't have a right to be accommodated based on your choice of of car that you drive. On the other hand, if it has to do with religion or ethnicity or age or uh, or disability, then anything to do with that, you you can and you you should be demanding accommodation. The employer has to do it. Uh, But again, only if it has to do with those protected rights, that's where the human rights code intervenes. Four, uh, pardon me, uh, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You want to call in, ask Leo a question. Always a uh, a good maneuver. Hey, Mary, good evening. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Good. What's going on with you? So uh, my employer is only primarily in uh, the no- lower mainland, but he's decided that he wants to expand to Victoria, and he says that he can't afford to pay any extra for my time going to the island. Mm-hmm. Now, Mary, how long how long is it going to take you to get there for you where where you live? What kind of a commute is this going to be for you? So it's going to be four hours. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so, right so, so, yeah, know. Yeah. And listen, I I didn't mean to laugh. I just I'm laughing only because it's so ridiculous that that he would think that that's fine. So so let me break this down for you, Mary. Uh, your employer cannot absolutely make you make a move like this and spend that much time getting to work. Absolutely not. Meaning if your employer does it anyway, you have the right to treat your employment as being terminated, what we call a constructive dismissal. So you would then uh, be allowed to leave with your severance. Now, you don't have to do that, but that's the option that you have. So what I would do, Mary, is I would tell your employer, absolutely not, not doing it. If you want to compensate me, we can talk about it. Otherwise, no way. He either backs off or he, if he does it anyway, then you, you, you can treat that as a constructive dismissal and should give me a call uh, right away, Mary. Is, is that, does that make sense? Yeah, but, okay, so what about, since I ha- would have to spend two days on the island, uh, what about, like, my time not working? Like, I would have to go to work for six hours, and then I have to just go back to the hotel and do nothing. Well, Mary, here's what I propose. We've got to go take a break for the news here. So yeah. why don't you hang on on the line, and we can continue that discussion uh, after the news and after the break, and I can answer those questions, all right? Yep, this is, this is a juicy phone call. We want to keep Mary hanging on for sure because this is very interesting. Your phone calls as well, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. We'll take a short break, bring them back on, and get to more of your phone calls right here at the Employment Hour, 980 CKNW. Yeah, that phone number, use it, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to get a hold of Lior during this uh, show up till 5 o'clock today. Help at employmenthour.com through email as well. And uh, get back to Mary. Mary, thanks for hanging on. Let's uh, let's continue with this one, Lior. Okay. So, Mary, you were, you were asking me about uh, what happens for the time you have to spend on the island. Is that right? Exactly. So, so here's how that works, uh, Mary. Uh, ultimately, uh, remember that the company doesn't have a right to to do this, even if they were paying you a bunch of money to do it, even if they were paying you more than you're making, and, and they still don't have a right to do it. Now, strictly speaking, as relates to, uh, to, to hours of work, as long as you're making 
more than minimum wage for the total of the day, uh, so you know minimum wage 11.35 and and you know times the number of hours, then that's okay. But the problem here is not the is not the payment. The problem is the change to the terms of employment. The problem is that now you, you're working in a certain place. They're going to transfer you and make you work somewhere else and in, increase your day and your week and your month in, in a certain way. That's what's not allowed here. So you you can negotiate ultimately whatever you're comfortable with with the company. At some point, if they're offering you something and you're okay with it, no problem. But if you're not, with whatever it is that they're offering you, if you're not comfortable with it, you have the right to treat that employment as being terminated, get your severance. And how long have you worked there, Mary, for? Uh, three years. And what kind of a job and, and how old are you, Mary? Uh, 29, and it's, uh, well, I'm a coordinator, so... So you'd probably be looking at about four to five months of, of pay is what you'd be owed. Uh, wow. So your choice ultimately is to to find a way to work it out so that you're comfortable with what the company uh, is offering you and with this move. Or you can right. say, no, I'm not going to do it and leave with severance. But if you do consider leaving, please, please, Mary, don't do that before before calling me first. Okay. Mary, are you even considering doing this or is it like straight out, no, not happening? Um, like I would, I would consider it if it was financially beneficial to me. But right now, no. Leora, could she take it for a spin? If they come, if they cough up a few shekels more, and they say, "Okay, we'll we'll compensate you to the tune of this amount," can she say, "You know what, guys, I'll have to try it for a week or two or a month, and then she can say no"? How does that work? What What I would do at that point, Mary, is if you want to, you know, you want to try it out and see how it goes, I would say that, and I put that in writing, say, "You know, what? I'm going to do this for the next three weeks, see how it goes, or whatever it is." And after that, I'll let you know whether that's something I'm actually able to do, you know, permanently. You don't want to just do it uh, if if you're not sure that it's going to work. So put that in writing, and then you have that time to try it out. And if you see that it's bad or worse than you thought, you can still get out of it. But put that in writing, Mary. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Mary. And moving forward, uh, Lior's number, by the way, 604-283-3123. Have that with you again, 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com. We'll get to uh, Steve here next up. Hey, Steve, good afternoon. Hi, how you doing? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? So I was uh, recently um, offered a severance package. Um, it was uh, myself and several other employees, and we were given the option to apply for another job within the company or take a severance package, and they gave us two weeks to decide. Okay, well, let's talk about the severance, Steve. How long have you worked there for? Uh, 15-plus years. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what what kind of a job generally? It's a sales job. Okay, good. And Steve, how old are you? Uh, 42. Well, someone in your situation... You know, depending on the compensation level, probably anywhere from 12 to 14 months of pay, uh, of severance. So, so what have they offered you by way of severance? Uh, 40000 How is that? And if we look at, at months, how many months is that for you? Um, well, I'd have to say, uh, I didn't look at it that way. Uh, I'd say, hold on a sec. Well, what do you earn in a year approximately? A hundred. Okay, so that's you know probably I don't know four or five months of pay or something like that because you know right, uh, yeah. six months would be uh, fifty thousand, right? So right, okay. so so that's uh, you know a third or a quarter of, of of what you're actually owed, and the fact that they gave you an opportunity to apply to another position does not change that analysis. So uh, have you responded? Are you thinking about it? Where do things stand? 
Well, I, I asked them questions about it. I had questions about the new position. They now they were clear that they weren't offering me another position. Right. They were allowing me to the chance to apply. Um, if I mm. applied and wasn't successful, then the offer, the severance offer, still stands. The same um, severance offer. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I was wondering, what's what's the? I have the feeling that they don't. Well, I assume they either want me to take a job for less money, or they want mm-hmm. me to go. Yeah. Um, what's the What's the game here? Why, well, why I think. They pres- I, I, well, first of all, they're they're uh, offering you the severance that they're offering you is is terrible. I mean, it's it's a third, uh, or that's not, not a third. It, it's two thirds less uh, than what it needs to be. So so it's thirty cents on the dollar. So that's already a huge problem. So they're either thinking, okay, if you accept another job, maybe it's a lower paying job, you continue working. Otherwise, we can pay him a lot less severance. So the, if you want to continue working for this company, okay, t- take a look and, and apply. And if there's a position that you want, great. If you accept it and, and it's fine, no problem. But if you either decide to leave now or if that job you're applying for doesn't materialize, you're owed not forty thousand. You're probably owed north of a hundred thousand. So because of that, that's the key. That's what you need to, to to understand. You cannot and should not, under any circumstances, sign off on that severance package uh, because you're owed a lot more. That's this is a wrongful dismissal. So if right. you're saying enough, I'm just going to get out of here. You don't have to. You don't have a legal obligation to try to apply to another internal position. So if if you're ready to to pull the trigger and leave. Give me a call right now, uh, and, and John will give you the number, and let's make sure we get you the severance that you're owed. You're not or should not accept sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 less yeah. than what you're actually owed. That would be silly, right? Right. Uh, another quick question. While I was on the phone with them, um, I asked for the severance package in writing. They said they could give me a summary of what we discussed, but they couldn't give me the full legal document unless I chose that option. So I was arguing. I said, well, how do I know what right. the option is if I don't see it in full. Um, so they, they sent me a summary. They haven't sent me the full legal document. How, how do I get my hands on that? Well, you know, the, the reality is, uh, Steve, that this is, this is Bush League conduct, okay? This is a company that doesn't really know what, what it's doing from an HR standpoint. So, uh, you know, the, the, how do you get your hands on it? Well, there's no way to actually go in there with a baseball bat, of course, and, and, and demand it if they won't give it to you. We have to deal with it by a way of legal means. If you've right. decided that that you know, knowing that you're owed what you're owed, that you'd rather leave, then all you have to do is tell them, "I'm leaving." They'll give you your severance package. We'll negotiate it properly, and then you can leave with that uh, severance package. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I, I just I'm shaking my head here, thinking that a company think could think that this is a proper way to deal with an employee. It's not, uh, and the best way to deal with that is is to make them give it to you once uh, once I get involved. Sounds good. And I'm, I'm thinking here, Lior, with Steve, I mean, even if he does apply for another job, even if he does get this other job, it sounds like, A, like he said, it's going to be less money. And if he ends up working for that job a year from now, he gets let go, he's getting less severance than it would be for a sales job oh, yeah. if, it was a, if it was a lower-paying gig, right? So it's no good. Yeah. If you accept a job that pays you 80000 instead of 100000 and then the company lets you go, then your severance is going to be calculated on the basis of, right. of the $80,000. So right off the bat, you lose 20% of your severance. So yes, not a good idea. I would take the sure thing, which is the severance, as long as the severance is appropriate. So you give me a call, and we deal with it, and we make sure that we get your every dollar that the law says you should have. Steve, that number, use it, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. Got some time here still. We're going to get to Al on the line. Hey, Al, good evening. 
Hi. Uh, yeah, I got uh, complained to my employer about working in a toxic work environment, and their reaction was just to get rid of me on the spot. Really? So, um, nice. uh, so uh, I got another job like within two days of them terminating me. Uh, but now I'm in a situation where they could probably owe me like one week severance, let's say. But uh, I could cause this company a bigger grief. It, it was a construction company where I know where major deficiencies were built. And I could just go and report to the owner of these buildings and say, hey, we, we built a whole bunch of deficiencies on on your job. And um, huh. that would cause this company a bunch of grief. Plus, I could take, <coughs> excuse me, I could take a few of their employees and have them work for the company that I'm working for now, basically rendering them uh, employee-less. Uh, so I was just wondering, can you just tell this company, hey, pay me a big severance package, and then I'll, uh, I'll sign a non-disclosure agreement, and I won't rat you out for all of the response that you've done? Well, you know, I, I would have to be a bit more diplomatic than that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be seen to be blackmailing yeah. the company. Leor Soprano. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, at what point does it become blackmail? Like, is it in the, the verbiage that you use, or uh, what would that be? Or uh, well, certainly to 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 legal. Yeah, I mean, because this, you know, their deficiencies uh, that they've built has nothing really to do with your termination, and you're using that to try to get yourself a benefit. That could be considered a bit of blackmail. Here's how I would approach it instead. And, and that is the fact that if you go and complain about, a, as you said, a toxic work environment, and then they fire you, well, that act itself is illegal. It's what we call a reprisal, okay? They can't and should not be punishing someone that raises concerns about the work environment. So what I would tell them is, if you don't pay up, then we're going to pursue that, okay? And, and in that process, who knows what else may come out? That's well, how I would position it. The, the trouble with that is, you, you, uh, if it's because of a toxic work environment, then you would go with the British Columbia Workers' Compensation Board. And no, not at all. In no, 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 absolutely not. Are, are, like, ridiculous. No, not at all. You would never have to deal with the Workers' Compensation Board. Absolutely not. It, not at all. We could deal with it uh, outside of it. Absolutely not. I would never go anywhere near that. So we can absolutely deal with it and, uh, you know, without, without blackmailing them. Use some leverage to try to get you some compensation because because it is illegal what they did. So if you wanted to go for that, out by all means, please give me a call uh, once we're off air and uh, or during the week at any point, and I'd be more than happy to work on that with you. Okay, I'll uh, do that and see what we can do. Thanks, Al. Thanks, Al. Appreciate that again. That number six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. It's always nice when cooler heads prevail and you go at it from that angle because he still gave you an in, right? Yes. You know, we, we got to do it right. We can't be blackmailing people. But, yeah, if the company does something illegal, which this company did, from what Al yep. said, then we can absolutely use that as leverage nice. to, to make sure that he gets some compensation for it. Uh, and, and I'd be more than happy to work with him and get him that compensation. Bush League HR. I love that. That's going on a T-shirt sometime. <laughs> That's probably the best term of the night. We'll take a, a short break. In the meantime, phone lines are open for you to call. Still got some time. We go till about uh, 3 minutes to 5 o'clock. So bring it on, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Anytime you want to check it out, VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca as well. Lots more of the show coming up. It's the Employment Hour right here, 980 CKNW.
And back at it we go. Still a few minutes for you to call in, and it is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you haven't checked it out yet, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your compensation should be. It is a correct number. It's easy to use. takes about 30 seconds. Got uh, Sandra on the line. Hey, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? What's going on? Um, well, I, I was hired on a, from an organization in November of 2016, and I was hired on as a board on officer, and I got caught up in a political um, flurry. The board, the then board, had split in two, but before they did, they named the board liaison officer as only reporting to the board themselves. So they had two two employees reporting to the board, the board liaison officer and executive director. So anyways, in June, um, the executive director thought she needed to fire me because there is so much political stuff going on with the board. She didn't have any authority to fire me, so... The lawyer of the um, organization said, no, you can't, she can't fire you, continue going to work. So I did. I end up, a um, couple of weeks later, I end up getting assaulted by one of the uh, employees from that organization. And then, um, and then one of the board members in August passed away. On August 16th, she had a funeral. And then, so what's your uh, what's your question, Sandra? Basically, are you there now, or what's your question? No, I I didn't let go on August nineteenth. Yeah. Like, Sandra, were you part of a union? No. Okay, and were you paid severance? No. Okay, so there's obviously a lot to to unpack here. So I, I will say this: uh, that unless you did something horrible, something awful, you're owed severance. Now they may not have let you go for the right reasons, but ultimately, from a legal standpoint, this comes down to severance. So based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. As I said, because there's a lot to the story, obviously, just based on the, on the brief uh, description that you gave, what I want to do, Sandra, is, is to take the time to actually speak to you and go over this and, and find out all the facts. So I want you to give me a call at any time this week at the office. John is going to give you the number, and, and let's do that. Let's let's take our time so we're not rushed, and I can answer all your questions and tell you exactly what you're owed in this specific situation. Sandra, that number is 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. Hey, uh, hey Curtis, how are you? Great. Good. What's going on? Um, I never hear anybody, or maybe I missed the show, where us employees at Sears ah. went, went broke and left out in the cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we talked a lot about actually, you know, we did a few shows on that. The reality Sorry. is that, that, no, no, it's okay. Man, my gosh, I, I feel horrible for the Sears employees. And, and the, the reality is that, that our bankruptcy laws are such that the employees, as you said, are left out in the cold. There is no recourse. Uh, you know, the secured creditors, which are the banks, they got paid. You and your colleagues, if they work for Sears, you didn't get your severance. You probably lost on pension. And the unfortunate thing, Curtis, is there's nothing we can do about that, not until our bankruptcy laws change. Uh, and that's an awful thing. And I've, I've lectured on that. I've even talked to some uh, members of parliament about that. And, and at this point, uh, Curtis, there's nothing for Sears employees that they yeah. can be done. Uh, it's, it's very unfortunate. Well, this- oh. We lost him. Uh, Richard, sorry, we'll get to you. Hey, Richard, how are you? 
Good. Hi, What's I going worked on? for a uh, restoration company for about a year and a half to two years. Okay. And the company they were doing work for decided to end, end the, their end of the, com- the company that I worked for. Okay. Yep. So basically we all got laid off yep. on unemployment. I was wondering, do they owe us seven? We just worked hourly. Do they owe us a severance package? Or? Hmm. So, Richard, were you part of a union? Uh, no. Okay. And how long ago was this? Uh, it'd be just uh, around a year now. Okay. So, absolutely, they owe you severance, Richard. I think you said you worked there, what, just under two years? Yeah. My and how old are you, Richard? Me, I'm 68. So you probably be looking at four to five, potentially as high as six months pay, okay, based on what your average earnings are. So you're absolutely owed severance. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this brief now because uh, we're running out of time. But give me a call as soon as possible. Anytime this week, I'm in the office every single day. John will give you the number. You're owed anywhere from four to six months pay. And by the way, Richard, tell your colleagues that were also laid off the same thing. You're owed that compensation, okay? Okay. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate that. Uh, that number is 604-283-3123. You know what? We'll drive. Uh, David, I got literally 30 seconds. Tell, uh, tell Lior what's uh, what's going on. Hi. They, uh, I was working in a hotel as a department head uh, for a total of a year of my working in the 17 years. I've been the okay. department head for nine years, and they created a new position um, above me. Um, maybe because they couldn't afford my severance, so they kind of I felt like I was being forced out. Um, obviously, I was looking. I looked for another job. I am in the process of being trained on another job. Mm-hmm. But I listened to your show. I want to know what are my options, or do I have a case? They're not firing me. They're not saying that you're gone. But I feel right. like. Why would you create a new position that it is? Right. So, David, because we're out of time, if they're changing your job in a significant way, you, you're potentially allowed to leave with severance. So, because we're out of time, I want you to call me at the office as soon as possible, anytime this week. Let's get, let me get all the facts, and I'll talk to you exactly about what you're owed, how much you're owed, and how we get it, David. Done for another week. In the meantime, 604-283-3123 to get a hold of the Lior, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what severance you wrote and email us, help at employmenthour.com. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour right here at 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.